A society grows great when old men plant trees in whose shade they shall never sit. This is Wright Brennan with Lost in the Midlands, and today I'm here with a veteran, a businessman, a man running for office. He's extremely busy. Mr. Trey Bray, thanks for hanging out today. Right. I appreciate you having me. I'm excited to be here. I have to say this is my first podcast. I've done plenty oh, of interviews, hey. but first podcast, so I'm excited. Welcome. Well, then we have a high standard to set here today, <laughs> don't we? Um, that was an awesome quote that I just read, and I'd never heard that quote before. Oh, good. Have you, how does that resonate with you? Uh, a couple ways. First off, it's public servant. Yeah, you know, being public servant is extremely important, and that realizes that means that you're doing something that might not be tangible immediately. Yep. Uh, and that quote sits that. And then the other thing is, I am a pretty conservative person, um, but I am also a huge conservationist, which sometimes in the world of politics, people can think that that's you know oil and water. Yeah. Um, and so I really love it. I'm on a school board currently, and I pushed for a a native plant policy. Unfortunately, it failed. But you know, our our community, both the infrastructure and the ecosystem, are extremely important. Um, kind of what we are doing to set ourselves up for a fantastic next generation. Well, your mind's always about the community. I can tell. You know, service is such a huge part of your life. You're on the, you said the school board. I mean, there's just so many pieces here. But before we get into some of that stuff, I'd love to hear about your beginnings. Kind of where you grew up. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. So I am Casey through and through. My, I think it was my great great grandfather moved to Casey from somewhere in Georgia, Lily Pond, Georgia, and so you wow. know, the three of those generations all were in the same house. Yeah. Um, I grew up on was called Indigo, but I Avenue in Casey. Okay. In college, I lived on M, and then when my wife and I got married and bought a house, we bought a house on N. So I've gone outside of some military deployments and a three-year gig in D.C. I've done a five-by-five five little square. Um, I was a, uh, had a great family. My father was an athletic director and teacher at B.C., so I grew up, uh, and my mom was an athletic trainer, so I grew up on every sports field and court possible. Yeah. I was using my babysitter. Um, my dad being kind of a pillar of that community, we I'd spend the nights driving kids home in the back of the truck, you know, after practices. And, and so that just, I'm a, I was a very sports-oriented person, and then that cool. kind of competition, but also, you know, getting knocked down and then picking your brother back up type of thing, it really kind of led into the military career, which is that same concept of you know we're going to go hard yeah and then that go hard is going to end up being that we build this brotherhood and sisterhood that's you know un unparalleled to really about anything else and i've been really lucky to carry that into the business world i have some amazing regional managers across the country yeah. and we are that brotherhood um and then just kind of about me on the growing up I met my wife at clemson even though i'm a carolina fan okay in 2005 and uh, she's just been my rock ever since then. Awesome. We've been married for 13 years, going about to be 14. Congrats. We've got two awesome kiddos that yeah. keep us <laughs> keep us worn down, um, but we still try to find time to make date nights and yeah. and you know and live that part of it. So I'm a, a extremely blessed person, and I think that's one of the reasons that uh, you know it's not just me; it's me and my family are able yeah. to give back. And I think giving back is where you start to really. S kind of reap the rewards of life you you always get more when you give is at least what i've found so far yeah yeah that's really cool that sounds like some givers game i'm gonna shout out to curtis over here <laughs> being nice stuff um so 
you know, just hearing part of your story, you know, you, you went into the military, obviously another just piece of service that you've done in the community. You got extremely deep roots in Casey. I mean, you must have seen a lot of things change over the years, too, after yeah. I mean, from the beginning to the day. A lot has had to have changed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the worst parts about I lost my father in 2013 is you all thanks. Um, I had 28 years with an amazing father, and that's yeah. more than most, so I can't be anything but blessed. But one of the things that I, I kind of miss the most is hearing the stories because, you know, that older generation, they could ride by and say, oh, that was X, Y, and Z's house, and we played ball there, and his mom used to be the one who would give us, you know, the lunches, or his dad would be the one with the the belt or, yeah. you know, any of those things. Um, but Casey still has that real kind of nucleus neighborhood feel, even though, I mean, both of y'all are Richland County guys originally, and – we're probably closer in the Casey West Columbia area to the capital than y'all probably grew up. But you have that kind of smaller town filled on the other side of the river, like the river is so <laughs> wide, you know, uh, that we don't have five bridges over it within a, a tiny span. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's changed a lot, but it's also hasn't changed much. You know, I think one of the good personifications of the Casey area is actually BC High School. It's got that old timey look. It's still, it's probably, it's got to be the best looking school in South Carolina, but on the inside, there's new, innovative stuff going on. There's change, but it still has that kind of core feel. So, you know, Knox Abbott still has Hamburger Hill, State yeah. Street still State Street, and it, it, a bunch of it is the same, and uh, a bunch of it is changing. So I think both are needed. Yeah, it's a special place on the other side of the river. Right, absolutely. <laughs> I'm two years in. I love it over here in KC, so shout out to KC. It's a, it's a fun place to be. Um, tell me a little bit about what you are doing now, aside from, I know you are running for mayor, which is awesome, but business-wise, what, what are you doing? Yep, um, so running for mayor and then being on the school board, if if when we win, we'll have to drop the school board side, um, but at the same time, we'll keep doing our business career. Uh, yep. When I got out of the military, I switched over to a DOD contract world, um, I think it was 2013, 2014. I was able to quickly roll up from the state level to a regional level to a national level. And then yep. 2016, I was able to become the program manager of a, a one of the larger DOD contracts for the National Guard. And my guys all across the 54 states and territories do a fantastic job of providing risk reduction services, mainly around substance abuse prevention and suicide prevention. So they're going out and kind of touching all of these uh, soldiers and airmen in the National Guard all across, I think there's about 500,000 of them, wow. giving them prevention training. And then if, if a soldier or airman slips up, making sure they're getting the case management they need so that they can kind of right their wrongs. We all make mistakes, and so their their job is to kind of say, hey, you know, it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. Get yourself back, right the ship, and get back into being in the lines or in the ranks. Yeah, that's an amazing service you guys are doing. That that really is awesome. So we appreciate – I appreciate all the service Thanks, you've man. done, you're doing – and now I want to talk about um, your political aspirations. Like, you know, maybe tell me first, like, what do you think's going well in Casey? Like, where do you think, yeah. you know, where, where's the, the pretty side of things? I mean, there's a there's a ton of it. Like I said, Casey has that kind of that soul that I think will always be there. Yeah. Um, and you can't just make that. That's something that takes years and years to um, to build and to kind of have. So that that's always right. We've got. Knox Abbott looks as good as it's looked in a long time. It's easy for Knox Abbott. It's easy for Casey to be a pass-through city. Yeah. You've got a lot of people and personnel outside kind of going northwest or southeast area and coming through, 
and trying to get to to Casey. So Knox Abbott can quickly deteriorate. Um, yeah. But over the past 10, 12 years, we still got some work to do. We got some utility lines that need to, you know, they raised some, but they forgot to get rid of the middle ones yet, or they didn't make it a big enough issue. So a lot of that, there's some drainage work that is finally getting done. Yeah. Um, you know, that's been a bane of many people's existence for years and years and years. So we're starting to see that kind of take root and grow probably a little slower than a lot of people would like, but it's still happening. Um, the people of Casey are great. I saw that recently just that kind of the downtown metro area is one of the top places for millennials to move to across the U.S. And, I mean, we still have really good values, yeah. um, price values, uh, home values. So there, there's a lot of great stuff going there. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. This is Wright Brennan, the owner of Sea Wright Roofing. When it comes to the maintenance of your roof, you want to know that you have an experienced team that knows what they're doing. And with 10 years in the business, we check all the boxes. Leaky roof, storm damage, or just overdue on maintenance, give us a call at 803-828-4181 for a free estimate. Again, that's 803-828-4181. And remember, our commitment is to roof it the right way. Tell me a little bit about the challenges you want to tackle in the yeah, area. Absolutely. I, fundamentally, I think in the world of government, municipal government is the most important because if people can have buy-in to their community and to their politics, then they have buy-in to making sure that it's better and they get kind of like what we had, the esprit de corps in the military. So you start having that pride in your city, yeah. which comes with being able to talk to your councilman, um, then then you can have that state pride or that county pride, and then it, it goes up. One of the things that – I'm an Army guy, but one of the things I always relished and loved about the Marines is in their basic training, they do two extra weeks of just giving the history. Oh, wow. And what that does is if you ever met a jarhead, they like they, – they love being a jarhead. And a lot of it comes from that two-hour – that two weeks of just history of, hey, we're awesome. You're part of something bigger and better, and people need to be part of something bigger and better. So – Having that – we have slipped into, in my opinion, a strong mayor concept, and what that means is that a lot of people – I was knocking on doors yesterday. A lot of people don't even know their councilman. They don't see him in newsletters or anything of that sort, so I want to be able to bring back our form of government, which is called a council manager government, okay. and that idea is that – if you're living in Broad Acres, then you know that Mr. Jenkins is your councilman, and you go to him with any of your issues or any of your good ideas. It doesn't need to just be negative, and then he brings them to the council. The council has four of those councilmen plus the at-large councilman, which is the mayor. Yeah. They put it on the agenda. We discuss it as a group. It is a majority vote that goes through, and then it's given to the manager who that group of five hires and holds accountable for making the, the – uh, the services flow. Right. It's not the mayor talking to the city manager daily and saying, hey, I want to make sure that we make this part of the River Darts District tier and I want that property changed. No, it's not one person. It is a, it is we are, should be empowering the people of our district and then our city. And so I would love to see that's That's going to be number one. Number two, um, I don't know, and at least in my professional career, I don't know a single board a corporate board or a nonprofit board that keeps the chairman for more than eight to twelve years. Yeah, it's just it's just not a good practice. Um, the mayor is supposed to be nothing more really than the chairman of the board or the chairman of the council, if you will. So I w one of the things that I would like to put on the agenda right away is actual having term limits. Okay. 
you know, we've got amazing people all across Casey. There's tons of talent that can run through it. We don't need to have 20-year politicians and 30-year politicians. And again, if you start to have a four years in and out, that's probably a little too tough. It takes, I mean, I've been on the school board for three years, and it's, I'm still learning stuff every day. So there's yeah. a, a learning period. It's not a full-time job where you're doing it every day, you know. Um, so there's a need for a kind of an on-ramp, but that off-ramp needs to be 12 years max. I don't, I, I don't think we need to even have the decision of, hey, do you want a mayor going for year 19? No, you don't. We, gotcha. that, that shouldn't even be an option on our ordinances. We should stop that. And tons of politicians talk term limits because they think it sounds good, but I, I mean it. We're going to put it on the agenda. If three people don't vote for it, Three people don't vote for it. But now each person in the city can talk to the councilman and say why they agree with it or disagree with it, and their councilman, if they're doing what's right, should make the vote based off of what their constituents think. And I yeah. think it, if we do the forms of politics the way they were built, yeah, it, it just win, it's a win-win for everyone. Well, you've got a deep understanding of municipal <laughs> politics. Did you go to school for this? No, or? no. I went to school for civil engineering. Um, got really bored with it in the first semester. Uh, Wasn't really kind of my thing. Switched yeah. over to the military. Uh, did Army, military, police. Loved that. Did some construction because I was in the National Guard. Yeah. Kind of was finding my way as a young man. Um, spent some time overseas, and that kind of helps you really find your way. Um, but no, I just have always loved debate and civics, mm -hmm. and I think um, there's the governors right now, and I think it's the Utah governor or New Hampshire governor, but they have this initiative of civility called Disagree Better, and I love that. Oh, I would that love cool. to start seeing us do that on the lower level. Yeah. People are e – it's easy to agree with people, but when you have to disagree, That's there's true. a lot of people don't have the confidence to disagree, so they just kind of go with the flow, whoever's yeah. the loudest voice, and that's not good. And then there's a lot of people who, hey, uh, are you a Carolina or Clemson fan? Well, I'm, I'm a Gamecock. Okay. I'm a Terrier. Okay, <laughs> Whopper, there you go. Uh, so, like, you and I may agree that we're Carolina fans, yeah. but that doesn't mean that we agree on everything. And yeah. it's the same in the world of politics. You may agree that native plants are important, but we might also disagree on X, Y, and Z. And yeah. I think that's, you know, we get trained in this party politic world, and I think what we really need to do is get back to the specifics and be able to disagree on stuff and it not become so, so dichotomous of you're either on one side or the other. That's That doesn't behoove anyone yeah. except for career politicians who want to keep you divided. Yeah, yeah, wow. That's um, well said. And let me ask you a little bit about the campaigning itself. We were talking just before this about, you know, going door to door. I was explaining, you know, my experience yeah. as a roofer. I'm guilty of knocking on doors looking for customers. What are some of the challenges of just running a campaign? It's got to be, it's got to be a lot of work. Uh, biggest challenge is, yes, it's a lot of work, but the biggest challenge is what it does on your family. Mm. You know, some people just, they never got civics. They, I mean, my wife was accosted in a Walmart recently for absolutely no reason by like a 70-year-old man, cowardly type of thing. You can never control those folks. Yeah. They're always going to be there. That's oh. the hardest part. Um, knocking on the doors is the second hardest part. <laughs> I made a promise, uh, or we made a promise that we're going to knock on every voter's door in the city of Casey before the election. Awesome. We bit off probably a bit more than we may be able to chew because there's a <laughs> bunch of houses. Um, but it's, it's great because you get to not only see all of the city. I've like I said, I've been there for 40, almost 40 years, and I, I think there's maybe three roads that I have learned that I didn't know. Yeah. Um, but you get to see it, but you also get to feel the community. 
And, and walking in North Edenwood is completely different than Churchill Heights, which is completely different than Hunter's Mill, but it's still the same community. It's just feeling kind of how people are different. I met a man yesterday who said he'd been in Edenwood for 53 years. Uh, don't quote me. Maybe he said 52 or something, but in the 50s. And he was talking about how he had never met a politician in Casey. And, uh, you know, that kind of breaks your, breaks your heart a little bit. If, yeah. if we're going to have buy-in at the local level, then you need to know, and I'm not blaming him, but – We've got to meet people where they're at, and that yep. doesn't just mean going to the two or three events a year. That means you need to be known in your community, especially at that councilman level, yep. so that people know who to go reach to. You know, there's, there's always going to be a better idea out there that could be shared, and if we're not crowdsourcing our community for those better ideas, we're not getting the best ideas. And there's always concerns out there, and if we're not hearing those concerns directly, then it's just festering in this hearsay kind of bubble back here until it explodes, and then people are like, I don't like my city. or And that just doesn't do anything, do any positive. So the more conversation we can have, the more that we can meet and know our constituencies, constituents, the better that we can represent them. Yeah, wow. Let me ask you what you would say to a young man who is thinking about getting into politics, wants to do serve – <laughs> Do it. Do it. Yeah, I think everybody uh, – my wife and I were talking about this a couple nights ago. I think everybody should do it once. Yeah, cool. Even if you don't have – you feel you have a flying chance of ever making five votes on the ballot, um, you just learn so much about people and your yeah. community running for school board. School board is, is a large area. Yeah. I mean I think, I think when I ran for school board, I got 6,800 votes. Wow. The mayor votes probably going to have 3,000 total votes. So it's just that you're driving around and you're putting these signs out and you're talking to people, um, but you just learn so much. And I think one of the things that I'm most concerned about our society going forward is, especially with the younger generation, they get on their phones and they go hide in the four walls of their room and they don't get out and experience stuff. And experience is important because you learn to fail. And you realize that failing is not as scary as you thought it was. Yeah. You know, it's the uh, not to be graphic, but the you're always scared of getting punched in the face until you get punched in the face. Right, right. And you realize like <laughs> it's, it's okay. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> it hurts a little, but you keep moving. Yep. Um, and these kids, they're not they're not stepping out and failing. And when they're not failing, the world just gets scarier and scarier, and the victimhood gets bigger and bigger. And so, getting people out there to you don't even have to run for a, a political spot. There's tons of committees, beautification boards, you know, all <coughs> kinds of stuff. There's, I think y'all said y'all are BNI guys. You could hop on, go there, and then be a treasurer or a yeah. president. Get out there and do something so that you can see the tough decisions that need to be made at the top. Yeah. You can see the struggles people deal with, and I, you know, I struggle with empathy. Just I, I wasn't born an extremely uh, empathetic person. But the more that you're with people, the more that you see the issues they have, and it becomes much easier to walk in their shoes when it's time to. Yeah. So 100% do it. That's quote of the day. Do it. Get out do there it. and try it. Heck yeah, I love that. Um, what final message, What anything you, that the audience hasn't heard that you want to relay to the, the people of Casey or to a young man sitting around on his yeah. phone? <laughs> um, yeah, sitting on his phone. Hopefully he's watching the podcast, watch right? Podcast. You know, at, yeah. least, at least learning something. I'll say one of the big things with the phones is I was never a, a big reader. Um, I was a sports guy, I guess. I, I was good in the academic world, but I just never spent much time reading. And uh, probably some of it's ADHD world, but I started doing audiobooks. Cool. And, man, it has opened a whole new yeah. world, so hopefully there's some benefits. But to your question, what would I tell um, the audience for one last thing? <sighs> Treat people right. You know, be able to go to sleep. 
peaceably in the evening because that you've done things throughout the day, even if they were hard, that were the right thing to do. I think if we all kind of get to that mantra of we do the minutia right, right yeah. big stuff kind of comes together. You don't have to make, you know, I've always kind of thought about a, a, um, a book idea of trending up. You don't have to be perfect tomorrow. As long as you're just trending up, as long as you're treating the person you see when you're walking through Walmart or the person on the road, that's the, my guilty one, like not blowing the horn. Living in D.C. made me a terribly <laughs> aggressive driver when I was already one. But just being that, you know, if we start making the micro differences individually across the thing, then our community goes up. And at the end of the day, we're social creatures. We need to be around and with people. And if we're doing, if we're building and fostering a community where it's fun to be around people, yeah. Um, I think that's I think that's our goal, right? Yeah, awesome message, awesome message. Where can people find you who are interested in what you're doing? Please, absolutely. Thanks. I'm, I was telling Mr. Hagens in the interview Friday that thanks for asking that question because I always forget that. <laughs> the other one I always forget that the chagrin of my wife is taking a picture of things. Oh yeah, uh, yeah I'm terrible <laughs> at those two things. But uh, where can you find me? First off, even when I ran and won on the school board, I always put my personal cell phone out there. So you can type in Trey Bray or Abbott Bray, and I guarantee you you'll find my phone number. It's 803-513-0122. Text call. Um, if I can't get you, I'll call you back. But our website is voteforbray, all one word, dot com. That's kind of like the nucleus of where you can get more information, email, website, phone number, or email, phone number, our platform, kind of the main platform pieces. Uh, and then I try to stay as active as I can on social media, yeah. mainly Facebook. I think that's kind of just the biggest one. I don't have the ability to switch from Twitter to Instagram to, <laughs> to Facebook. I didn't learn that skill well enough. Um, but on Facebook, you can either find my personal, if you ever want to reach out on the personal, it's Trey Bray. But then our campaign one is Abbott Bray for mayor. And, and kind of to Curtis over there, uh, the reason it's Trey or Abbott is my name is Abbott Bray the third. And way before I knew what that meant, people started calling me Trey. So, you know, I go by Abbott, I go by Trey, I go by Bray from the military side, whatever makes whatever makes whoever's saying my name most comfortable works for me. Well, Trey, this has been awesome. I've learned a ton. you got a lot of awesome, exciting stuff going on, man. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I am extremely grateful for you having me, right? Y'all are a stand-up group of gentlemen, and I am more than appreciative of y'all having me. Heck yeah, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, man. Hey everyone, many thanks for watching. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a follow and click the bell to stay up to date on future episodes or click the link to watch another previous episode. Also, don't forget to like, share, and please leave us a comment. We'd love to hear your feedback.